This is the Talk of Fame Network, featuring Hall of Fame voters Ron Borges from the Boston Herald, Rick Goslin of the Dallas Morning News, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. And now, let the debates begin. Who is a Hall of Famer? Will they be enshrined in Canton? Do they have the numbers to get in? Let the experts who make the decision tell you who will be signing their name with HOF next to it. And now, it's the Talk of Fame Network. That's not Ron, and that's not Rick. There's a lot of birds out there. Because this is Talk of Fame Network's first spring broadcast of 2016. You know what, guys? If this is March, we must have somebody at the NFL owners' meetings. And, yep, we do. That would be our Ron Borges, who's pulling double duty at spring training and the annual league meetings, both in Florida, of course, where, Ron, it's so warm. I told You just told your wife. Not to expect you home before, what, May? Is that right? Exactly. Yeah, you're right. I was walking down the dock by the, at the, hotel, the Boca Raton Resort. Took a picture of a sign, which I sent to him. was private yachts, no boarding, fishing not permitted at any time. She <laughs> says, is that your boat? Your boat? I said, uh, no, that would be Mr. Kraft's boat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love the birds in the background there, Ron. That's nice. Uh, there are plenty of topics and players that were brought up at those league meetings, and we'll get to them, but first... We're going to tell you what's in store today, and there is plenty. Believe me, we have Agent Lee Steinberg to talk about free agency, the draft, his career. We have Jacksonville wide receiver Allen Robinson to talk about basketball and his remarkable 2015 season when he led virtually everybody in touchdowns. Uh, we also have NFL historian John Turney to weigh in on the best players and coaches not in the Hall of Fame, and Hall of Fame voter Sam Cavaris to tell us about the spending that's going on in Jacksonville. No, not downtown, but with the Jags, and maybe... Just maybe why Tony Baselli, friend of the show, belongs in Canton. But let's get back to what's going on this week in Goose. Uh, a lot of talk about that two strikes in your out rule that Roger Goodell wants to implement this season. I mean, some people, well, Seattle's Richard Sherman's one of them, and actually league's former head of officiating and also friend of the show, Mike Pereira, is another. They think it's ridiculous, insane, stupid, whatever, to toss someone after two personal fouls. What do you say? Well, you get two technical fouls in a game, you're ejected in basketball. You get two yellow cards in a game, you're ejected in soccer. You know, the majority of NFL players can go an entire season without any personal foul penalty. So two in one game should be cause for concern. A reason to sit in football's penalty box and, as they say in hockey, feel shame. So I have no, I have no problem with two strikes in a row mandate. So you're in favor of it? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, of course, Goose, as you know, and Ron, as you know, this has been implemented in Super Bowl 50. Aqib Tlaib, no friend of the Patriots, and also no friend of the Panthers, would have been run early in the second quarter. And, right. and Ron, it might have had an impact on that game. No, I agree, and that's why I'm against it. You know, Goose, as you know, Clark, he's a law and order guy. I'm a law and disorder guy. Uh, <laughs> you know, Raiders. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, to me, the Raiders wouldn't be able to play the second half in a lot of games back when I was covering them. But, Is that tie uh, law when you talk law <laughs> and disorder? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But to me, you know, it's another example of uh, NFL overreaction to things. Mm-hmm. They don't need a tool to help an official maintain control of the game. They have the power already to do it. If there's a if there's a real problem uh, that a guy needs to be thrown out of the game, throw him out of the game. Have guts enough to throw him out of the game. And instead, now they're going to get some mandated rule. And what the mandated rules usually lead to, you know, problems and and chaos in a situation like you just 
uh, described in the Bronco game. Not, neither one of those penalties were something that should have got you thrown out of a game, but he would, he'd have been cool in his heels for three quarters. So, Goose, what does this lead to? I mean, Ron talked about this. What effect really do you think this has on the game or on its players? Well, I think it'll clean up the game. It'll eliminate a lot of the chippiness and force players to play smarter. You know, that'll give the officials less reason to throw flags, and the fewer flags thrown, the better the game. You know, there's way too much chippiness in football today. The respect factor is gone. Two personal foul penalties in one game shows a lack of respect both for your own team and your opponent. Odell Beckham was out of control in that game against the Panthers last December. His behavior and willingness to draw yellow flags told us he believed he was more important than his own team. He deserved be, to be ejected, and Tom Coughlin should have ejected him. Yeah. yeah you know, I and I, I, Clark, I, I agree with, with Goose on, on that, even though he sounds like the sheriff in Arizona. That <laughs> up oh, please. Uh, you know, oh, so I, I, somebody's <laughs> got to take a stand in this show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I agree on that situation, but Goose. It also would have thrown Tlaib, but you saw that game. Do you really think what Tlaib did should have would warrant getting thrown out of the game? I mean, that's the problem. You either, I think what you're going to have happen is they'll end up calling less personal fouls because they'll be afraid of being in a situation where they've got to run the guy, and then we'll have chaos reigning. Less flags well, the better. Yeah, let me let me just settle this, uh, Ron. I'm, I'm with Goose on this. You're wrong, Ron. Of course right. you are. You're a Adios. law and order guy. Too. A law and order guy. Okay, <laughs> next up, we have Baltimore's John Harbaugh. And you were there at the league meetings, Ron. In fact, you're yes. still there down in Florida. I am. Um, Working yeah, on my saying, tan as we speak. There you go. Uh, saying he wants to expand <laughs> instant replay and make most calls reviewable. Now, of course... Uh, John's one of those guys who he lost a game last season. I think it was at Jacksonville at the end of the game. Anyway, he lost a game uh, because officials blew a call at the end. Um, but this is something, Ron, you know a lot about because Bill Belichick's brought it up in the past, and it didn't fly. So right. why should it fly now? Well, the first reason would be because Bill Belichick isn't the guy bringing it up. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but to me, it shouldn't fly, and it, and it won't fly. There's already too much replay as it is. The, the constant replaying in super slow motion, in my mind, uh, has caused more problems than it's solved. It's it's made the officials look suspect when they're not. Uh, you know, I really call it the, what they what they've done in recent years the the Rodney King defense. Defense attorneys played that tape of Rodney King being beaten in slow mo right. over and over by those cops and convinced the jury of nitwits. He was the guy attacking the cops. And the guy at one point <laughs> right. said, "Look at the way he That's kicked right. out right there." Yeah, he kicked out because they hit him in the ribs with a bat. I mean, hell's <laughs> yeah. wrong. But you well, you, know, you watch these super slow mo things. You guys know how it is. And after you see it a two dozen times, you're not sure what happened. Well, just a guess here, Ron. But I think this is one area where Goose. You can agree with him, right? You want less replay, maybe no replay. Yeah, without replay, you don't have to worry about trying to define the term catch. I've always said when the NFL makes perfect players, then make perfect officials. But that being said, I, I do see Harbaugh's point. The goal of replay is to fix obvious wrongs. So everything should come under that umbrella. If you're going to have replay, don't restrict it. Give a team three challenges in a game to use however way they like. Okay. But the problem there, guys, in my mind, is... The word that uh, Sheriff uh, Goose just used, obvious. If you got to play them over uh, 15 times in slow motion before they can make a decision, it wasn't that obvious. You know, it wasn't even obvious on the replay, and, and that's the problem. Sure, some things are like painfully out. Guys' foot's so, you know six inches out of bounds, and everybody can see it, uh, except for the officials. But a lot of these things aren't obvious. They're not replay. Dump replay. There you go. <laughs> there and you rules. Go. Let's you know, get rid of rules. Speaking <laughs> of obvious, let's go to our obvious weekly subject, quarterbacks. It's here every week, and we can't get through a program, it seems like, at least these days, without mentioning the name Peyton Manning. And so 
Here's our Peyton Manning shout-out. I mean, the Colts announced that they're going to build a Peyton Manning statue outside of Lucas Oil Stadium. And I don't know about you guys, but it seems just about right. I mean, uh, no one with that team, and I'm talking about the Indianapolis Colts, not the Baltimore Colts, but nobody made more of an impact. It was... Yeah, the arrival of Manning helped get Locust Oil Stadium built. You know, that city was blessed to watch a quarterback with you for more yards, more touchdowns than any passer in history. He was the Indy, what the great Bobby Orr was to Boston, what Stan Musa was to St. Louis, so give him a statue. Nobody was to anybody what Bobby Orr was to Boston. <laughs> exactly. I, said, uh, I was afraid that. he was going to say Johnny U to Baltimore. <laughs> yeah. I going, oh. Well, you know, I was actually going to say that, uh, you know, Colts, when, you, when I say Colts, what do you think of Johnny Unitas. Johnny Unitas. When they build Raymond a statue Derrick. to Johnny Unitas, then they can build one to Peyton Manning. But, yeah. but, uh, but you know, the other thing about that that situation, Clark, and I actually sort of uh, found it interesting, was his refusal to sign that one of those phony one-day contracts to retire yeah, exactly. as a Colt. Right. And right. you know what? You wanted me to retire as a Colt? And you, you should have kept my ass in Indianapolis. Well, you didn't, so I'm not signing some stupid one-day contract. I like that. I like it, too. I'll tell you something else I like. No one's building any statues to Ryan Fitzpatrick, your favorite quarterback, Ron. Well, they, and, they, and, they, actually, they are in western Pennsylvania. They're with oh, the well, yeah, that would be Amish, and for good reason. I mean, I, Or they're not building one to RG3 either, and, and for good reason. I mean, Hall of Famers, they're not. So you've got to like, to me, what Todd Bowles said this week, which is basically... We'd like to have Ryan Fitzpatrick, the Amish rifle, but, you know, everybody's got a limit. And if, you know, if he goes somewhere else, we move on. Essentially, basically, we're saying we can live without him, Goose. Yeah, signing Fitzpatrick maintains the status quo for the Jets, and status quo hasn't been good enough for now for five years. He's merely a placeholder, a quarterback keeping the seat warm for the next guy. You don't over the, overpay those players. You overpay for a guy they perceive as a franchise quarterback. And I don't believe even Ron would overpay for the Amish rifle. <laughs> the Amish rifle? <laughs> Hey, look, here's the problem with their situation. You know, Bowles is talking like a guy who ain't never seen Geno Smith play quarterback, number one. And number two, the market for a starting quarterback is now about 15 to $18 million. Right. The Amish Rifle wants 12 The Jets are offering 7 You know what you get for seven? For seven? Case Keenum or Case, Case whatever his name is, Case Close. <laughs> that guy. That's what you get. We're not going to Case Keenum. We're going to have to take a break here. But when we return, we're going to stay with Ron in Florida and talk to Hall of Fame voter Sam Kavaris from Jacksonville about what's going on with those Jags. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. Hey, you woke up today. Big win. Time for a reward. Right now at Burger King, get two hot and flaky croissant breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two croissant for just $4 at Burger King. Piled high with crispy bacon, fluffy egg, and melted cheese, and they're two for $4. That's a breakfast deal so good, you may just become a morning person. Get the two for $4 croissant deal today, only at Burger King. Limited time only, price and participation vary. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying to understand this whole dating app thing. You're supposed to swipe right for the profiles you're into and left for the ones you're not. So if I'm attracted to a clean, comfortable room for the lowest price of any national chain at Motel 6, I'd swipe right, right? Or was it left? Wait, I just sent myself a picture of myself. 6'3"? Yeah. 
Right. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. I moved to Boston when I was two. There was 14 of us in, in a four-bedroom apartment in the projects in Boston. To be the first, actually, kid to buy a house in my family. I just realized that. I'm the first kid to buy a house. It's a very proud moment. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. There's a reason why so many celebrities use Proactive. Their faces are their money. And it's time for you to get it because Proactive has set up a special 800 number. For just $19.95, you'll get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush. A $45 value, yours free. For only $19.95, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Here's the number, 1-800-644-5944. Call now for a lifetime of beautiful skin. 1-800-644-5944. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to sos-usa.org. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges. Cannot play with him. Rick Goslin. Cannot win with him. And Clark Judge. Cannot coach with him. Can't do it. I want winners. Well, Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by a winner. That's MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com for a free computer diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, which is the entrepreneur's phone system. Entrepreneur, that's Ron Borges and Rick Austin. Yes, sir. Turn your mobile phone system into a business system with Grasshopper. Get a local toll-free number. Just bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. Our first guest is no stranger to us or, well, really to anyone in Florida or Georgia. He's Hall of Fame voter Sam Cavaris of WJXT-TV and Sports4Jacks.com in Jacksonville, where there's plenty going on this offseason. Sam? You're on with Clark, Rick, and Ron. And first of all, thanks for joining us. And secondly, we want to hear what's going on with Jackson Bobo. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's my pleasure. And, um, you know, I've admired you guys for a long time, and I appreciate all the, the work you're doing on the Talk of Fame Network. And as you know, at the, uh, at the owners' meeting down in Boca, it's been Jacksonville. And, and you know, you, we've all talked about this at the meetings, that, you know, it's kind of funny how the progression is. People talk about how bad a team is. And then they talk about what are they going to do about it. Then all of a sudden, if they make a couple of moves, it's like, oh, well, I kind of like what's going on there <laughs> in, in Jacksonville. And then the next year, it's, oh, well, you know, I was talking about them last year, blah, blah, blah. And this year, the Jaguars are kind of like the hot topic in yeah. Boca because of the free agency a- agent money they spent and uh, the fact that they do have the fifth pick in the draft coming up. Well, okay, since you mentioned that, they're the hot topic on this network, too. At least this week they are. And uh, since we've been talking a lot the past week, Sam, about free agency, I want to start there. Um, you know, you talked about the money they've spent, and they have spent a lot on free agency, including $42 million guaranteed on defensive lineman Malik Jackson. What impact do you think uh, or should these guys have on the team, and, and would you have spent your money elsewhere if you had that chance? No, I, I think I would have spent it the same way. I know they really wanted Olivier Vernon, but 
obviously the Giants went outside the box to get him. And in the end, the Jaguars actually told Vernon's agent, look, we'll, we'll do whatever it takes to get him here. And Vernon basically told his agent, I don't want to play in Jacksonville. So, you know, and then Dave Caldwell told me, look, God, I don't want to come here. There's not much we can do about it. And that was that. So, uh, you know, Malik Jackson is uh, obviously the uh, uh, the the other prized guy, even though he's an inside guy. And I, I saw, I think, I think uh, Goose, you wrote a, you might have written an article or sent something out about somebody did a, a real breakdown of the defensive front seven of the of the Broncos, and and it was Jackson that was the disruptor and the guy that created a lot of situations for other guys to make plays. So, even when he wasn't making plays, he, he's where I would have spent my money. I think the, the the sleeper signing that may turn out to be something is Kelvin Beecham. This is a guy who was a starter for the Steelers, very versatile, very confident. They just stuck him in there. Probably would have been the prized offensive lineman coming out this year as a free agent. He tore his ACL and missed the last 11, season, last 11 games of the year last year. So uh, he was under the radar, somebody that Caldwell had targeted all along. Basically, they got him for cheaper, and they feel like that by the second week of training camp, he'll be 100% ready to go again. So that may be the, the one guy. Clearly, they, they like, uh, as Gus Bradley said, a violent, violent runner in Chris Ivory, very different than anybody the Jaguars have ever had in their backfield. So when you start looking at that, and uh, Tayshawn Gibson is a ball hawk, 14 interceptions in his career. If these guys all can stay healthy at this point, that's what they're looking for. They're taking a chance on a guy like uh, Prince Amukamara, who has you know, never really been fully healthy, and he was willing to sign a one-year deal. So no risk for the Jaguars there. And remember, the Jaguars didn't spend any free agent money in the last three years. And according to the CBA, they had to spend some this year to reach the floor of the amount that they needed to, so they went out and spent it. Sam, on another front, what's the end game with London? Ownership signed on for five more years to play games there, giving London essentially a quarter of the season ticket package without any of the preseason baggage. Is this a means to keep the team in Jacksonville or a play to get the foot in the door for European expansion? I think full-time it's uh, Shad Khan nod to his international kind of um, the other businesses that he has and an opportunity for him to entertain on the continent. He uses the Jaguars to entertain in, the, in America. You know, I asked him the other day, I said, look, you own 40 businesses. You've said that the Jaguars are in the bottom half of your portfolio. Where do they fit in it in your mind? And he said, look, I know where my bread's buttered, but the Jaguars are a small but important part of the portfolio. If you've got a $1.3 billion asset that you're able to call a small part of your portfolio, <laughs> It, it means that, you know, you're using it for something, and he certainly uses it for entertainment. Uh, the revenue out of London sustains when Jacksonville is not winning. And there are about 50,000 Jaguar fans are going to go to every game no matter what the record is. But in order to, to reach that threshold of 65,000 that becomes the, the sellout number, the Jaguars need to win. And as you know, in Jacksonville – one out of every 11 people in town have to be in the stadium for it to be full. In Chicago, that number is one out of 88. So, you know, you're talking a very different dynamic about the market size. And uh, London is uh, London is a revenue stream that the Jaguars need. Uh, I think last year it produced 23% of their total revenue with just the one game. When you can get that kind of sponsorship dollars following you around, you're not going to leave there. 
1.3 million. I have a dollar and 30 cents in my portfolio. That's in the upper third, actually. <laughs> personal portfolio. But, uh, <laughs> Uh, you know, Sam, one of the one of the guys we've written about and talked about, he's been a friend of the show on our show, Tony Buscelli and his Hall of Fame uh, chances. Obviously, injuries cut his career a little bit short. Just wondering what your thought is on uh, Buscelli's Hall of Fame chances. Is he ever going to even get in the room, do you believe? I was pleased that he was a semifinalist this year, kind of a nod to the, to the t- sheer talent that he had at the position. But... Only the brevity of his career is a black mark against Vasily. When you talk about the great tackles of, of his era, if he's the fourth, the other three are in the Hall of Fame at this point. So when you, know, when you discuss the length of career, and that's something that we all do in that room, whether or not that has an impact, you know, whether Lynn Swan's numbers you know, certainly don't add up, but, I mean, the, the brevity of his career – it hurt his chances, but eventually, obviously, he got in. Modern-day player like Terrell Davis, who is um, you know, considered to be a shooting star and the best postseason runner in the history of the game, certainly is getting consideration. If the voters and if the committee really want to look at sheer talent and talk to other people who played against him and coached against him, there's no question that Baselli is in the same class as the other guys. Uh, that are already in the hall. It's just a question of whether or not people want to overlook the fact that he, he had a short career because of injury. Sam, the Colts have announced they're going to build a statue of Peyton Manning in front of their stadium. If you were to put a statue in front of the Everbank Field, who would it be? Boselli, Brunel, Fred Taylor, Jimmy Smith? Who would you give the statue to? Probably the first statue they should build is to Wayne Weaver because if it wasn't for Weaver, Jacksonville would have never gotten the team. He was a, a guy who joined the fraternity, and that's the whole reason that J- the Jaguars became a reality. In terms of players, it's hard to look past what Fred Taylor did here in terms of sheer numbers and uh, how beloved he is here. The guy that people really love is Fred Taylor. Vasselli's got his detractors. Brunel's got his detractors. Jimmy Smith left under some rather auspicious circumstances. You know, you, you can look back to those glory days of the Jaguars, and, and I think everybody would point to Fred as a, a unifying force across the board. Hey, Sam, thanks for the time. Thanks for the insight. Do us a favor, if you could. Del Hall of Fame voter Vito Stellino, no cheering in the press box when the Steelers come to town, okay? <laughs> I'll tell him that. Sam, thanks so much for joining right. us. Really appreciate it, and thanks, we will guys. have you on again. Thanks, Thank Sam. you. Keep up the good thanks, work. Sam. Thanks, Sam. That was Hall of Fame voter Sam Kavaras. Up next, a Hall of Fame agent, Lee Steinberg. This is the Talk of Fame Network. There are 75 guys in my firehouse. We did 5,000 runs a year the loud noises of the bells, the sirens, and you come home and you have a dog barking there, you have your wife yelling at the kids for not putting dishes in the sink or whatever, that's okay, it's all good. I leave the craziness at work and when I'm at home, I really enjoy having that madness in a different way. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. QL1, this is Control. Does Rocket Mortgage require me to come in and speak with someone? Negative Control. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. You can go through the entire mortgage process on your own and completely online. Copy that, QL1, but if I wanted to speak to someone, do you think they're out there? They're out there, all right. Their award-winning client service is beyond anything I've ever experienced. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage.
mortgage at quickandloans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. There's a reason why so many celebrities use Proactive. Their faces are their money. And it's time for you to get it because Proactive has set up a special 800 number. For just $19.95, you'll get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush. A $45 value, yours free. For only $19.95, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Here's the number, 1-800-644-5944. Call now for a lifetime of beautiful skin. 1-800-644-5944. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and Clark Judge. Well, just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com for a free computer diagnosis. Within minutes, you can download software to clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local or toll-free number. Or just bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. And our first guest here, actually our second guest, is a giant among sports agents. I'm talking about Lee Steinberg. He's represented over 300 clients in professional sports, including a record eight number one picks in the NFL draft and seven Hall of Famers. And he's negotiated over $2 billion in contracts, which is, I guess, about a year for you, Ron, right? Yeah, exactly like right. That. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, he currently represents University of Memphis quarterback Paxton Lynch, who should be a first-round pick in next month's draft, and soon... Sunday, Easter Sunday, March 27th, he celebrates a birthday. Lee, first of all, thanks for being here. And second, uh, any suggestions what we can get you for your birthday besides some eggs? <laughs> uh, just breathing really is <laughs> enough. Okay. Well, Lee, thanks for joining us. As I said, uh, we've been talking about free agency a lot in the past two weeks. And my question to you coming out of the gate here is what is or has been your rule of thumb in the past or even now when approaching a client about leaving or re-signing with the team? Basically, the question is, is it more than simply taking the highest offer? The first thing to do is to have good listening skills and to try to peel back the layers of the onion so that a client can find out what the real values and priorities are. So you ask someone to list short-term economic gain, the money that might come from a bonus, long-term economic security, what might be guaranteed dollars, geographical location, the weather, the lifestyle, proximity to where they grew up, family considerations, and then profile, endorsements, and then the football considerations, being on a winning team, the quality of coaching, the system that they play, the facilities, and to really try to make a ranking of how critical those things are to them. So you'll remember Tim McDonald was one of the first free agents. and. I asked him those questions, and he said, you know, I want to be with a winner because I haven't won here with the Arizona Cardinals at that point, and I desperately want to be closer to where my family lives in Fresno. So a number of teams come into the mix, and they're as far field as Philadelphia and Atlanta and everything else, and then the San Francisco 49ers express interest. And he knows they're a winning team, 
and he knows that San Francisco is close to Fresno. And he says, instead of saying, bid these teams off against each other, he says, get me the most money you can from San Francisco, because he knows that it'll fulfill his other goals. So for each player, it's different. And it's having a fundamental understanding of where their heart really lies. Lee, I've always known you to be the agent of quarterbacks. Troy Aikman, Warren Moon, Steve Young, Drew Bledsoe, Mark Brunel, Steve Barkowski. How does Paxton Lynch fit in your pecking order in this year's draft? I think he really is evocative of a new wave of quarterbacks. He's six foot seven. Uh, his left hand is almost a, a foot in measurement. He's uh, right a little smaller. So he's going to put you in mind of a Cam Newton, Ben Roethlisberger, a little more athletic, but he's got the point of view can make every basic throw, natural leader. And he has uh, an uncanny athletic ability to escape the pocket, throw on the run. You would think you're looking at someone much smaller. Can elongate his body on third and one uh, to get the first down. And he really is part of what we're seeing with the Cam Newton, with the Roethlisberger, big, strong, but with athleticism. And I think he has the highest upside of any of the quarterbacks in the draft. Uh, we, we mentioned earlier, of course, that your birthday is a Sunday, Easter Sunday, and uh, that's a time of resurrection. And you've sort of had your own resurrection and been quite public about it, Lee. Uh, we go back a long time. I'm just wondering, how difficult was it to make the comeback that you made in both in your business life and in your uh, real life? Well, I had uh, 35 pretty uh, privileged years, um, you know, representing, dominating the NFL with 90 players and 60 first-round draft picks, eight of whom were the first pick in the draft. And we're now actually up to eight Hall of Fame players because Kevin Green made it and had the good fortune to uh, be involved with uh, some sports-themed motion pictures like Jerry Maguire and helped save teams. But in the 2000s, uh, I lost my father to cancer, and my two children were diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa that leads to blindness. I lost a home to mold and then uh, had problems in my marriage and got divorced. And I felt powerless, just wanted to blot out uh, the pain, chose the wrong path and became self-destructive behind alcohol and was in denial about it and had a moment of a clarity or an epiphany where I realized, <laughs> what excuse did I have? I'm don't have the last name Steinberg in Nazi Germany. I'm not uh, a starving peasant in Darfur. Uh, I'm not crippled. I don't have anything wrong with my body. What excuse did I have? So I gave my practice uh, to the younger agents, uh, went off into sober living and said, look, if nothing else, I'm going to be sober and I'll be a good father and anything else will be a blessing. So yesterday was my sixth um, sober birthday and, and things have uh, we got funded two years ago to set up a, a, a new uh, practice and had a best-selling book, and, and we've uh, had some exciting things happen in, in our sports practice. And, and it's all just a blessing. And all I would tell anyone out there, and the reason I've been public is just so something good could come out of it, is if you're struggling and you don't have any hope, there is help available, 12-step programs, unique fellowships, and uh, don't lose hope. Uh, your life can improve. Six years, Lee, sounds like you've already gotten your birthday present. Congratulations on that. And I know 
As Ron said, we've known you for a long time, and, and we're just delighted to have you back back on the radar as, as a guy and also just someone to talk to and a friend of ours. We're speaking with Lee Steinberg, who's the agent as Goose Head of Quarterbacks on the Talk of Fame Network. And Lee, I want to get back to something you, you mentioned earlier, and that's about Paxton Lynch, who we say is a certain first-round pick. You, you think he has, you said, the highest upside of a quarterback in this draft. How high do you think he goes, and, and what are the likely landing spots? So what's intriguing to me is the fact that we've now accepted – the projections of draft prognosticators as reality when scouting is still going on. So there's a set of people who have uh, sort of divined that Carson Wentz, uh, you know, goes to Cleveland and Jared Goff goes to San Francisco. I'd be really amazed if those two teams had already made those decisions. We have Pro Scouting Day coming up in uh, April, April 6th. He'll have a chance to dazzle people through all the great throws and then following that are the one-on-ones with different teams so if you look at it the two teams i mentioned have quarterback needs dallas does too but i think jerry jones thinks that tony romo can play for three or four more years he might be the only one who thinks that but he does (laughs) so that might not be a primary need and then as you go down you've uh, you've got uh, the rams and philadelphia Denver still hasn't done anything uh, to really solve their quarterback problem, the New York Jets. So they're all potential landing spots. And I remember sitting there with Ben Roethlisberger when the two first teams were San Diego and the Giants, and, uh, oh, poor Ben, you know, he he didn't go number four. Well, he only went to the Pittsburgh Steelers that was like probably – out of all 32 teams, the ideal spot for him to go, and he gets there, and uh, he wins his four, first 14 games because they have a good defense and a, a good offensive line and good running. So I'm not quite sure. I don't think we have enough information yet. Someone's going to fall in love with Paxson. Someone's going to fall in love with the other two quarterbacks, who I think are excellent, and it'll all play out. But I look at this after 42 years that there's draft day where you can get all excited and everything, and then there's your career. And I'd much rather have him go to a team where he's got got a chance to really turn into an outstanding quarterback for the next 10 to 12 years. Lee, we'd much rather talk to you for another 10 minutes, but unfortunately we're out of time. So thank you so much. Best of luck with the draft. And you know what? On behalf of all of us, an early happy birthday to you. Thank you so much. I couldn't think of three more knowledgeable guys to do a show. The three amigos rock. <laughs> there we go. We're well, going to use back. that. We are happy that you're back. Don't Great be a stranger. to have you back. That was Agent Lee Steinberg. Up next, Goose going to tell us why Chicago Bear defender, no, not Brian Urlacher, goes to the Hall of Fame or should go to the Hall of Fame. You're listening to the Talk of Fame Network. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's Wix.com. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. 
SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to SOS-USA.org. Hey, you woke up today. Big win. Time for a reward. Right now at Burger King, get two hot and flaky croissant breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two croissant for just $4 at Burger King. Piled high with crispy bacon, fluffy egg, and melted cheese. And they're two for $4. That's a breakfast deal so good, you may just become a morning person. Get the two for $4 croissant deal today, only at Burger King. Limited time only, price of participation vary. I moved to Boston when I was two. There was 14 of us in, in a four-bedroom apartment in the projects in Boston. To be the first, actually, kid to buy a house in my family. I just realized that. I'm the first kid to buy a house. It's a very proud moment. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Gosselin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. Well, we know who Grasshopper is. It's the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone system into a business system with Grasshopper. Get a local toll-free number or just bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. Talk of Fame Network's also brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com for a free computer diagnosis, Ron's favorite. Within minutes, you can download software to clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. And Ron, as you know, because you were, and I think probably still are, hanging around Florida for the league meetings, the NFL is talking about playing a game in, in Germany in 2017, China in 2018. And, and right. I know this isn't anything new. I understand that, but it makes headlines. But the league's been talking about uh, China for years, and I, I remember going back to the days of Paul Tagliabue, they were talking about China. But, but since it's on the table now, what do you think the chances of it actually happening are? And, and why don't we worry about filling the stadiums and say, Jacksonville, since we've, we've got some Jacksonville people on here today, or Tampa, instead of Berlin or Beijing? Well, I, I think there is a very good chance of it happening, primarily because they can't fill those uh, stadiums. You know, they, they gave a franchise to Jacksonville, a, a town that was too small uh, and lacked too many uh, large businesses to really justify it. Uh, in, in Tampa, you know, I mean, people have seldom turned out in Tampa, except when the few years where the team was highly competitive. You know, as for China and Germany, the NFL could sell tickets there, and sell T-shirts, more importantly, uh, and fill stadiums, especially in Germany, if you remember, and I'm sure Goose will remember this, uh, NFL Europe was extremely popular and successful in Germany. Huge. You know, Huge. if they kept the whole league in Germany, it'd still yeah, be there. Right. And, you know, my dad always used to tell me one thing, guys. Fish where there's fish. There ain't no fish in Jacksonville, <laughs> but there's fish in China. <laughs> we, we don't have fish here, but I do know what we do have. We've got Rick's State Your Case presentation. And Goose, Ed Sprinkle, right? That's who you're going to talk about? And, and, and listen, I know our listeners really haven't heard of him. And I'll be honest with you, I, I hadn't either until you wrote about him on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com. So, Goose, if you can, please tell our listeners exactly who Ed Sprinkle was and why you feel so passionately about him. Yes, sir. Before there was Deacon Jones, before there was Lawrence Taylor, before there was Reggie White, before the birth of the term sack, before the Sunday celebration of Ed's pass rushers, there was Ed Sprinkle. 
Hall of Famer George Hallis spent 63 years in the NFL as a player, coach, and owner of the Chicago Bears. He called Sprinkle, quote, the greatest pass rusher I've ever seen. So fond of Sprinkle was Hallis that he assigned him jersey number seven of the Bears, the jersey Hallis himself wore. Sprinkle played a violent brand of football, some thought too violent, and made it fashionable to play on the defensive side of scrimmage. He played both offensive and defensive lines in an era of single platoon football. But his impact came on defense. He was nicknamed the Claw because of his tackling technique. In an era when players did not wear face masks, Sprinkle flattened runners and passers with a high forearm to the face that would rattle anyone's throat or jaw. Illegal now, it was a legal play back then. The devastation that Sprinkle left in his path led Collier Magazine to declare him the meanest man in pro football in a 1950 cover story. The NFL did not create the Pro Bowl until 1950, but Sprinkle became an early staple. He was voted by his peers to four of the first five Pro Bowls as a defensive end before retiring after the 1955 season. He also was elected to the 1940s All-Decade team for his impact as a blocker, pass catcher, and tackler. But he's never been a finalist for the Hall of Fame. The Hall opened in 1963, and some of the initial classes of inductees had as few as three players. So many of the great players from the 1930s, 40s, and 50s have been fallen through the cracks, forgotten in time. Sprinkle passed away in 2014 at the age of 90, but it's never too late to right a wrong. He deserves to have his candidacy heard. Well, Doctor, uh, you don't sound like the sheriff anymore. Now you're like the sprinkle guys ripping people's faces. (laughs) So I'm just wondering, how much do you believe in his violent uh, style of play had to do with him being passed over by Hall of Fame voters now for 60-odd years? Right, I think that that probably played into it, but I think a bigger part was the era during which he played. When when the Hall opened, the enshrinees were the pioneers of the game, men from the 20s and 30s. The players from the 40s and 50s slid through the cracks in the rush to enshrine all the great players from the 1960s. I believe, the, I believe those two decades have been shortchanged in the selection process. Jeez, I, I'd put him in the Hall of Fame based on his nickname alone, the Claw. Are you kidding yeah. me? Oh, my <laughs> God. Whoa. I like that. He should have been a wrestler. Well, that is the signal. We're going to our two-minute warning with Rick the Claw asking this week's <laughs> questions. And Derek Burns, our producer, we're running the clock. So, guys, let's get started. Who was the NFL coach on the hottest seat entering 2016? Uh, that would be Mike McCoy. I don't care if he's coaching San Diego or L.A. Goose. He's not the real McCoy. I think it's Jeff Fisher. Four straight losing seasons. That's got to come to an end because you cannot play in L.A. and be a loser. Speaking of L.A., Rams GM Les Snead says his starting quarterback will be Case Keenum. What does Jeff Fisher say? Uh, anyone looking for a defensive coordinator next season? Exactly. Time to start back in my office. Adam West, Spartan Adam Gaze, or Adam Scott? Uh, Adam 12 with Marty Milner. Adam Scott, he's got two firsts and two seconds this year and four outings on the PGA Tour. What are those other guys won? Bob Kraft wants his first-round draft pick back from the Deflategate debacle. What has a better chance of being overturned, the forfeiture of that pick or the tuck roll? Yeah, you guys can answer that. Anything but the draft pick. Unlike the courts, the NFL will never admit, if it does not fit, you must acquit. Guilty as charged. Uh, They're not forfeiting that pick, so I'd have to say the tuck rule, which they should get rid of. Two unsportsmanlike conduct penalties in the NFL now, and you're out. Who's the first player to get the boot next fall? Someone, anyone on the Bengals. This guy's reading over my shoulder. That's exactly (laughs) what I was going to say. They're going to get Jack a Bengal, and he's going to turn around and say, what rule change? (laughs) Which NFL road trip would you rather make, China 
Germany, or Mexico? Ron, could you pass your answers over here? I can't see what they are. What? <laughs> uh, China, because then I could get my Nike shoes for free. <laughs> China, because as Donald Trump says, they own, they own their own wall. They built it, and it was great. <laughs> RG3 or Colin Kaepernick? Kaepernick. He's the only one with two good knees. RG3 is better rested. Chase Daniel or Sam Bradford? Neither. Donovan McNabb. Yeah, those are not choices. They're a firing squad. (laughs) (laughs) Which team has the best chance for a 16-0 season? Alabama. You are peeking at my... Get away from my (laughs) paperwork. Push it over here. Push it this way. Jeez. (laughs) Cheater, cheater. Pants on fire. No, that's two different things. You're going to suspend me for a game, please? (laughs) Yeah. Which team has the best chance for an 0-16 season? Don't say it. <laughs> the 76ers. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Cleveland on the shores of Lake Erie. All things are possible, and so are no things. <laughs> what was Bill Belichick's best offseason move? Martellus Bennett, Jonathan Cooper, or Donald Brown? Shea McClellan. You'll be tougher on quarterbacks than Ron is on Mr. Bill. Bennett, their offense drives with two thre- uh, double tight end threats, and he's a threat. That's the end of our first hour, and this is no threat. Don't go anywhere. We have plenty more in hour number two, including visits with Jacksonville wide receiver Allen Robinson and John Turney, NFL historian. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC.com. If your computer runs slowly and whose computer doesn't, just go to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to cure what may be ailing your PC. That's MyCleanPC.com. I've always had the dream my whole life. I wanted to live on waterfront property. My favorite thing is just that little sound of that motor going by in the distance. And then about a minute later, the waves come out and make the the old rickety deck squeak a little bit. It's where I want to be. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. Control, do you like mortgages? Negative, over. Do you like rockets? Affirmative, over. Do you like rocket mortgages? I'm listening, over. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans is the first on-demand mortgage machine that turns the entire mortgage process into a fast, powerful, completely online experience. Copy that, QL1. I'm going to go ahead and push this button in. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. NMLSConsumeraccess.org number 3030. There's a reason why so many celebrities use Proactive. Their faces are their money. And it's time for you to get it because Proactive has set up a special 800 number. For just $19.95, you'll get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush. A $45 value, yours free. For only $19.95, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Here's the number, 1-800-644-5944. Call now for a lifetime of beautiful skin, 1-800-644-5944. Hi, Tom Bodette, somewhat in knots over this trendy new hairstyle called a man bun. I mean, what's next, the he-hive? Well, Motel 6 recently got a new updo of sorts, too, with renovations nationwide. And even with our fresh modern look, you'll still find rooms at the lowest price of any national chain. So you can save up enough money to get yourself a haircut or maybe a hat. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. 
Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com for a free computer diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. Welcome back to hour number two of the Talk of Fame Network. In this hour, we're going to hear from NFL historian John Turney, as well as Jacksonville wide receiver and former basketball player Alan Robinson. But earlier, we mentioned how this is the month when the league meetings take place, and Ron can attest to that because he's been there since Sunday. Um, and they did take place this week in Boca Raton, Florida. But it's also a month when the NCAA basketball tournament takes place. And, Goose, I, I hate to mention this, but thanks to your Spartans, the right side of most brackets has been blown apart. Mine was, I know that. But it's not the Spartans of Baylor I want to address here. It's what happened to Northern Iowa. Alma mater of Kurt Warner, friend of the show, and Hall of Fame candidate. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, Derek, get that tape ready because you're going to roll it. It was the mother of all collapses. And this is how the Northern Iowa coach tried to explain it afterwards. Man, we, we played our tails off. And unfortunately, we were on the wrong side of you know, just a crazy 30 seconds that, uh, you know, a, a 30 seconds that we aren't going to be able to ever have an answer for, nor do we need one. It just happened to go that way. Well, Goose, it may have just happened to go that way, but how do you blow a 12-point lead with 34 <laughs> seconds to play? I mean, I've never heard of anything like that. I haven't. Look, that's, that's sports. It happens. Like you said, L let me take you back to Tampa in 2003. Colts are trailing by 21 points with under four minutes remaining in regulation. Wind up beating the Bucks in overtime, 38-35. Some bad plays on defense and special teams contributed, just as a series of bad inbound plays helped make uh, help sink Northern Iowa as the game was winding down last weekend. Ron, are you on board with it? It happens. Huh? It happens. <laughs> Yeah, well, it happens twice. You get fired. I mean, <laughs> he, didn't, right. he, he didn't have to say they didn't have uh, any answer to the question. That was obvious, coach. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that part right. was obvious. I mean, can't inbound the ball. That's not good. Well, I mean, I, okay, so I agree with Goose, at least on this. It happens. I agree with that. But it shouldn't. Uh, I agree it happens, but it shouldn't. And, and I, I do I get that. But um, it, that had me looking for the history books or looking into the history books, as Goose obviously just did before. I realized, why am I bothering with the history books? I've got you guys. You're historians. We've got John Turney on here. Um, so what I want to know from you is this. Um, the Northern Iowa meltdown, collapse, choke job, whatever you want to call it. I don't care. It was bad. It happens, but it was bad. But there must be comparable collapses in the NFL, right? I mean, I, it, there must be. Goose, you just mentioned one. I mean, you mentioned the Tampa Bay one. But my, my guess is rather than that game, we'd all start with um, Buffalo's 1992 playoff defeat of, of Houston. And you remember that. I mean, we don't have to regurgitate it, but I will. And the Bills somehow overcame a 35-3 to second-half deficit. But that's not the most intriguing thing about this is they did without Jim Kelly, without Thurman Thomas, who got hurt in that game, and without Cornelius Bennett, who was a star linebacker. And they beat Houston 41-38 in overtime. And I don't know how they did it, and, and, and you guys don't either. So I remember, you know, we said, let's just, why don't we go to the source? Go to Hall of Fame coach Marv Levy, and we did. And this is what he said. First pass we throw in the second half, touchdown. Unfortunately, it was an interception that they took back. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, they took back for a touchdown. And then in the uh, next six minutes, 58 seconds, we scored four touchdowns. In, in the book I wrote, I, I titled that chapter, uh, Four Scores and Seven Minutes Ago. But, <laughs> uh, but uh no, no one ever dreamed that that might happen, but this was such a never-quit bunch of guys 
you can't imagine. I told our players, fellas, I've just coached the greatest comeback in the history of the NFL, and I want you to know something. I couldn't have done it without you. Yeah, that's, again, that's sports. Upsets happen. Comebacks happen. You know, teams tend to self-destruct. Generally, the better team wins. I mean, we talked about Northern Iowa. They were the underdog in that game. If they were the superior team that melted down, that's one thing. But they were the underdog. And, and Buffalo was, was the spare team, minus the three stars, obviously. But the, that happens. And the game was at home. Um, we see it time and again in the NFL, in the NBA, in the NHL, and baseball. Okay. Uh, I, but, Goose, I, I don't care whether you're an underdog or not. 12-point lead with 34 seconds to go. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yeah, I don't know. So, Ron. Fed should did, be looking did, into that. Hey, Ron, how did Dartmouth do in the tournament this year? <laughs> Well, I know how Yale did. At least, at least they got in. Yeah, I, I know how Ivy League in. champion Yale did. You might ask John McLean, Hall of Fame voter, who's from Baylor, how they did. They did pretty well. <laughs> and they threw a scare into Duke. So, um, Ronnie, you know, since Goose mentioned, you know, we mentioned a game and I mentioned a game. Where do you want to go in the NFL for sort of the all-time great or worst collapses of all time? Well, I want to turn back the calendar, as I often do and would love to in many levels. Uh, December 22nd, 1957, one-game playoff between the 49ers and the Detroit Lions. Goose was probably sitting trying to bust his way into the game. They were going to play – the winner was going to play Cleveland for the NFL title. San Francisco led 27-3 to in the third quarter. Wyatt Tittle, Hall of Fame quarterback, then threw three picks – and Tom the Bomb Tracy ran wild for the Lions, scored two touchdowns in the second half, including a 58-yard run. And Detroit comes back and wins the game, 31-27. And after the game, the 49ers coach did not say, hey, it happened. <laughs> hey, Goose, you, Goose, you grew up in that area. Do you remember that game? I believe it was the Kizar Stadium, so I wasn't pounding on the gates as a six-year-old to get in. <laughs> okay, right. right. But and I'm always what? shocked. When he said 1957, I'm thinking, how is he going to get the word Raiders in 1957. <laughs> they never blew a lead. <laughs> <laughs> they made other people blow the leads. <laughs> well, speaking of Kizar Stadium, um, I'll go to San Francisco since I covered the 49ers. I didn't cover this game, but I will go to a 1980 game where they were trailing New Orleans. You guys might remember this. Uh, I certainly do. Uh, Saints then were quarterbacked by a guy named Manning. That, uh, that was not uh, Peyton. That was not Eli. Wasn't even Cooper. It was Archie Manning, and they were had thirty-five to seven at the at the half. So game's over, right? Eh, not exactly. I mean, like the Buffalo playoff game. This one went to overtime, and the 49ers ended up winning at thirty-eight to thirty-five. Now, unlike that Buffalo game, the Saints didn't do anything in the second half. Didn't score. Didn't do anything, and they were outscored twenty-eight nothing. Uh, Montana threw two touchdown passes in the second half, and he ran in for another one. So. I'm not sure how much of that was Joe, and I'm not sure how much of that was a Saints collapse, but I do know this. It happened, Goose, and it was the beginning of the Montana legacy. Well, not exactly the beginning. I think the makings of a comeback came came in the 1979 Cotton Bowl when Montana rallied Notre Dame from a 34-12 deficit in the final eight minutes for a 35-34 victory throwing the winning touchdown pass with no time remaining. And he went on to deliver 40, excuse me, 31 fourth-quarter comebacks in his career, including a Super Bowl. Oh, I remember that one. Uh, listen, I'll, yeah. Rick, I'll throw another was one. Was that at that contest? Yeah, yeah so well, was I. Think I. We, I think we all were. Yeah, and that was a great one. That was a great one. But I'll throw another one at you. Um, you guys remember this because it was just recent history. Colts-Chiefs 2013 playoff game. Uh, Kansas City up 31-10 at the half. 
and they're on their way to an easy victory, right? Well, <laughs> no, they weren't. Andrew Luck, as you remember, he threw three second-half TD passes, I think it was. And, and like Joe Montana in 1980, he ran in for another. I think he picked up uh, he picked up a fumble, actually. It was replayed by everyone. But anyway, final score, 45-44. And Andrew Luck had a 64-yard touchdown pass to D.Y. Hilton. Became the game winner. A lot of that, of course, was luck, Andrew, and bad luck on the part of the Chiefs. But it was also, to me... A lot of the Chiefs' defense, too, Goose, because, you know, frankly, it stunk, especially in the second half. Yeah, Clark, I think when you get that big a lead that early, a team tends to try to sit on, you know, play softer on defense, more conservatively on offense. You know, those Chiefs were one of seven teams to blow second-half leads of at least 18 points in the playoffs. Teams that take their foot (laughs) off the gas pedal often pay for it. Yeah, especially wow. that Goose. Remember, that team didn't have a great defense, and, and then they corrected it. They went out and they found some people, especially in the secondary. They went out and got some people afterwards because they learned their lesson. I mean, they that couldn't did, win. They didn't have a great offense either. Yeah, well, that's Miami right. Alex. Davis was the running back. Right. Dexter McCluster. Uh, right. Alex right. Smith. I mean, how, right. how did they put 31 points on the Colts? Do you want to talk about a stinky defense? How about that first half of the Colts? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're right. That's right. right that's right. Well, well I'll give you guys a game. I'm going to yeah. give you a game, Clark. That, that, okay. uh, the Goose, Clark going to break out in prickly heat. Oh, January geez. 5th, 2003 playoff game. The Giants led. 38 to oh. 14 with four <laughs> minutes and 30 seconds left in the that, third quarter. And who did they lose to, Goose? The T.O. 49ers, 39-38. T.O. had nine catches, 177 yards, two touchdowns, and and two two-point two, two conversions. Plus, he gave more fiery speeches than Winston Churchill, including one at halftime. <laughs> that was the what? biggest playoff comeback in NFC history. Well, do you remember the end of that game, by though? My guy, T.O. Do you remember the end of that game? They blew the call. Do you remember on that botched field goal, they blew the call? Mike Pereira said later they blew the call. Hey, if right. John Harbaugh had his way, that thing would be overturned. It'd be reviewable. And the Giants, uh, the Giants may have won that game. Yeah, well, you would have run out in the field to make sure they reviewed it. If you had anything to take it away <laughs> yeah. from poor T.O. That's right. Future well, Hall of Famer. Anyway. Yeah. Future Hall of Famer, T.O. Okay, okay, well, anyway, that's it for T.O. And that's it for memorable comebacks or collapses or both. Northern <laughs> Iowa, sorry, our condolences. Next up. NFL historian John Turney with his choices for the most qualified players, not in Canton. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Hey, you woke up today. Big win. Time for a reward. Right now at Burger King, get two hot and flaky croissant sandwich breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two croissant sandwich for just $4 at Burger King. Piled high with crispy bacon, fluffy egg, and melted cheese. And they're two for $4. That's a breakfast deal so good, you may just become a morning person. Get the two for four dollar sandwich deal today, only at Burger King. Limited time only. Price and participation vary. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Hi, Tom Bodette, trying to understand this whole dating app thing. You're supposed to swipe right for the profiles you're into and left for the ones you're not. So if I'm attracted to a clean, comfortable room for the lowest price of any national chain at Motel 6, I'd swipe right, right? Or was it left? Wait, I just sent myself a picture of myself. 
6-3? Yeah, right. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book online at motel6.com. I moved to Boston when I was two. There was 14 of us in, t- in a four-bedroom apartment in the projects in Boston. To be the first, actually, kid to buy a house in my family. I just realized that. I'm the first kid to buy a house. It's a very proud moment. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. There's a reason why so many celebrities use Proactive. Their faces are their money. And it's time for you to get it because Proactive has set up a special 800 number. For just $19.95, you'll get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush. A $45 value, yours free. For only $19.95, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Here's the number, 1-800-644-5944. Call now for a lifetime of beautiful skin. 1-800-644-5944. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to sos-usa.org. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network, brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone system into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local toll-free number or bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. We're also brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com. For Ron, what kind of diagnosis? The best kind, free. That's right, a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to clean up what may be slowing it down. That's mycleanpc.com. Next guest should be familiar to you. It's John Turney of the Pro Football Journal. He's not only one of Pro Football's finest historians, but you can catch some of his work on our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, including a recent posting where he names his all-mid-decade team from 2005 to 2015. John, as we know, is passionate about his work. He's imaginative with his work. And I'll be honest with you guys, he's downright tireless, generating more copy than Johnny Manziel does headlines. And, John, thanks for doing that, and thank you for joining us. Oh, glad to, glad to be on your show. It's an honor. Well, John, after that buildup, I'm going to start with a high hard one. Here it comes right at you. We asked many of our guests to name the one guy not in the Hall of Fame that they would like to put in. We're not going to ask you that. We're going to ask you to name your top five guys not in the Hall of Fame you'd like to put in. You want to give it a go? Yeah, I can, I can do that. Uh, I'm going to separate into a little bit of categories. Uh, as Rick and, and Ron know, there's what I call super seniors, guys that maybe played pre-World War II. There's about five of those guys, but I'm going to pick one today, and that would be uh, Al Wistert. He's kind of been a darling of the Pro Football Research Association for, for years. Uh, the founder of our organization, Bob Carroll, wrote about him in, in a book called The Hidden Game of Football. And it just came down to, hey, this guy was a, a, a five, six-time All-Pro, won championships, played both ways. And other researchers have picked up on that and have reviewed some film. And I've seen some film as well, maybe not as much as others. It's really hard to evaluate what guys did back then, but you could notice him. You could see that he was fast and, and got to where he wanted to go and, and made plays. So I'm going to go with him as the super senior category. 
The next guy I really feel passionate about is Randy Gratishar. He's a guy who, and I'll be sending disinformation to the voters, he's a guy who in four different years got votes for AP Defensive Player of the Year, winning it once and was third another time. And that may not sound huge, but when you realize Ronnie Lott in his whole career got 15 votes over four different times for Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, Randy Gratishar is up in the 40s. And there's certain great players, uh, Carl Mecklenburg, for example, who never received a vote for Defensive Player of the Year. So when you're looking to separate guys, that's one little key nugget that I, I would like to bring out and, and see what happens with that. Uh, if you're talking running backs, I, I, I'm probably going to be in the Roger Craig camp, and I think he should get in in terms of he was the NEA, defensive, uh, NEA MVP in 1988 and was a great blocker, great receiver, and, and boy, after the catch, and when he broke into the open field, he just seemed almost uh, un untackleable, if that's, <laughs> if that's a word. Uh, another kind of old-time favorite for me might be uh, someone like Adele Schaffner, who is a deep, deep threat, and who, pre-Bob Hayes, caused defenses to roll the zone towards his side. He was a split in, and as you know, on the one receiver side, usually they don't roll the zone that way, and they did that for Schaffner, and they did that for Bob Hayes. So I think that's five. Okay, John, 68% of everyone enshrined in Canton won a championship. Is there too great a premium placed on championships? I think there used to be, and I think that's what caused a lot of the log jams that we saw with the, the Minnesota Vikings. For some reason, they had to wait a long time. Even the great Alan Page had to wait a year. And to me, that was just a stunner. And when the Buffalo Bills came along and some younger voters came along, that seemed to open it up a little bit. So I think that was a huge determinative factor back in the day. I don't think it is as much because you're seeing some great players who didn't get in and it doesn't hold them up at all. I'm thinking like it of Aeneas Williams, who was close but didn't win it in 2001. And players like that are getting in regularly now. Curtis Martin. So it's, I don't think it's a big deal these days. As you know, John Goose and I are on the senior committee, and we look at this list of around 80 all-decade players you know, buried down there. Um, and what I'm wondering is, in your opinion, should we be bringing those players out somewhat chronologically, or do we skip over the Duke Slaters of the, uh, uh, of the NFL and even the ill-served 50s and get the more familiar names? How, how would you suggest we solve the dilemma? I would suggest uh, every other year you pick a super, what I would call a super senior. Because of the format, you pick, I believe, one senior, then the following year would be two seniors, then one. Right. Yep. I would say in about 10 years, if you did a super senior, guys that like a Wistert, like a uh, Lave Dillwig, like an Ox Emerson, Duke Slater, that would pretty much clean up the pre-World War II guys. I don't think you would find that many after that. And that still leaves the other slot for the Chuck Halleys, the Gratishars, the, uh, some people are suggesting Larry Brown, those type of guys that are more contemporary, Kenny Easley, Robert Brazil. Makes sense. So I think that would take care of the backlog. It would take 10 years, but unfortunately, most of them have passed away anyway. Yeah. So it, it's... I would do it that way, but that's just a suggestion. Just like my mid-decades, all-decade teams, I would hope that the Hall of Fame would, would task you guys to pick those, and I hope the AP would task their 50 voters to do that. I think it would be great 
I would hope so too, John. It ain't gonna happen. I can tell you, it ain't gonna happen. <laughs> We're speaking with Pro Football like a lot of John. things. Yeah, with Pro Football Journalist John Turney on the Talk of Fame Network. And John, you're talking about seniors. Um, I want to ask you about uh, actually a couple of seniors, or maybe uh, more than a couple. But we've had on our website um, a lot of polls that Goose runs, and one of them was the best quarterback not in the hall, and and two seniors got the most votes. One was Jim Plunkett, another one was Ken Anderson. Plunkett won. The, the vote. He should be, according to our readers, the one quarterback who should be in the Hall of Fame who's not. Where do you stand on this? Who would you put in a quarterback? Well, this is this comes down to if it were in the 1970s and 80s, the voters would have chosen Plunkett hands down. But I would go with Ken Anderson, four passing titles. He was the most valuable player. He uh, was throwing for 3,000 yards in the mid-70s, which, as you folks know, is the dead ball era of professional football. And I think he was a great athlete, much better than people uh, probably remember. He could run really well. And he was really on the leading edge of passing efficiency where quarterbacks were not out there just, you know, heaving it down the field. He was trying to move it. He was a, a student of Bill Walsh's game. I mean, after uh, Virgil Carter was taken out, there was Ken Anderson, and he ran that so-called West Coast offense to perfection. So I'd go with Anderson. John, did you detect a prejudice against AFL players during the selection process of the 70s and 80s? Oh, I think I did. Uh, I think there was some parochialism. Um, one story I can share that's pretty brief, but when, um, when Joe Namath came up in 1983, the NFL voters shot him down. So the next year, Fran Tarkenton came up, and when the presentation was made for Fran Tarkenton, all the guys that were from the AFL cities folded their arms and just sat there as a signal of solidarity. And so, of course, Tarkenton get it, didn't get in. So in 1985, Namath got in, and once Namath got in, then there were some big cons, and Tarkenton got in in 1986. So, yes, there was animosity between the, the AFL city guys and the NFL city guys at the time. Hey, John, I, I look at Rick and Ron, and they're folding their arms. That means we got to go here. So, hey, okay. thanks for the time. Keep up the good work. We love running it, and our viewers enjoy reading it. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks, John. Much. Thanks, John. That was Pro Football Journalist John Turney coming up. Jacksonville Whiteout, Alan Robinson. This is the Talk of Fame Network. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, just log on to MyCleanPC.com for a free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. To see how it works, just go to Grasshopper.com. There are 75 guys in my firehouse. We do 5,000 runs a year. The loud noises of the bells, the sirens, and you come home and you have a dog barking there. You have your wife yelling at the kids for not putting dishes in the sink or whatever. That's okay. It's all good. I leave the craziness at work, and when I'm at home, I really enjoy having that madness in a different way. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. QL1, this is Control. Does Rocket Mortgage require me to come in and speak with someone? Negative Control. With Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, you can go through the entire mortgage process on your own and completely online. Copy that, QL1, but if I wanted to speak to someone, do you think they're out there? They're out there, all right. Their award-winning client service is beyond anything I've ever experienced. 
There's a reason why so many celebrities use Proactive. Their faces are their money. And it's time for you to get it because Proactive has set up a special 800 number. For just $19.95, you'll get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush. A $45 value, yours free. For only $19.95, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Here's the number, 1-800-644-5944. Call now for a lifetime of beautiful skin. 1-800-644-5944. Remember when a small business needed a landline? Today, landlines are a thing of the past with Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. On the road, at the beach, or at home, Grasshopper helps you grow your business. Get all the features of a business phone system and the freedom of a cell phone with our iPhone and Android apps. Features include multiple extensions for your team, calls forwarded to your mobile phones, voicemails transcribed and emailed, and so much more. See how it works at grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. Well, speaking of calling, just a reminder, the Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper. Get a local or toll-free number or bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. Our next guest is one of the biggest success stories in the NFL in 2015. I'm talking, of course, about Jacksonville wide receiver Allen Robinson. And if you play fantasy football, you know just who he is. He was the league leader in touchdowns with 14, tying him with the Jets' Brandon Marshall, Atlanta's Devontae Freeman, and Seattle's Doug Baldwin, and the first receiver in Jacksonville Jaguars franchise history to produce 1,000 yards in a season since, well, since Jimmy Smith. Now, of course, Allen's our guest. Allen, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Allen, before we get started... I, listen, I know you have a basketball background, and I, I think you played it in high school back in Michigan, correct? Yeah, I did. I played a lot. Okay. I want to ask you this, since Rick Goslin, who's one of our co-hosts here, is a Michigan State alum, what did that Michigan State loss do to the right side of your NCAA tournament bracket? Oh, man, it killed me. You know, um, <laughs> me, I'm, not, I'm not too, too much into college basketball, you know, but I did I, I did make a bracket, you know, so um, I was getting a lot of help from one of my buddies, you know, and we kind of were, uh, I had them going to the final four, you know, um, I actually, I, you know, I think I had them in the national championship. Actually, I did have them move into uh, Kentucky who was out as well. So, I mean, my whole bracket screwed, but, you know, but for that side, it definitely did uh, cause a lot of uh, havoc over there. Clark, hey, Clark, Alan and I also came out of the same Catholic high school league in Detroit, by the Is way. Is that right? You know, what What puzzles me is how Michigan and Michigan State let you get out of the state in football or basketball. Alan, why Penn State? Um, You know, for me, uh, my high school quarterback went to Penn State as well. So um, I was able to go up there pretty early um, in, in high school and kind of see the atmosphere and things like that, you know. So I really fell in love with it, and my family did as well. You know, and then again, um, Coach Rodriguez was at Michigan at the time. You know, he really didn't uh, recruit uh, recruit me too much at all. And uh, and uh, Coach Antonio at, at uh, Michigan State wanted me to play uh, corner. You know, so I wanted to stay on the offensive side of the ball. You know, so I chose to go to Penn State. I was uh, uh, talking out with Bill O'Brien uh, at the owners' meetings this week uh, about you, and um, he told me an interesting thing. He said uh, uh, two things about you. He said much of the time he the play that he called was throw it up in the air, and let Allen catch it, which he called great coaching. <laughs> And and the other thing he said was that the basketball coach at Penn State actually came to him 
and is a friend of his and came to him and asked him if, if he would let you play basketball, to which he replied, you're not that good a friend. And so he, he, <laughs> so, so he didn't let you play basketball. But would you have played had the opportunity uh, been there for you to play basketball at Penn State? Um, I don't think so. You know, for me at the time, being at – especially when Coach O'Brien got there, you know, my main focus was, you know, I, I just wanted to get on the field. You know, so I think that was the main thing. And uh, for me, knowing, you know, once he brought in Coach Fitz as the strength coach and things like that, you know, with the direction – that they had, you know, and, and and kind of foresaw me going in, you know, it would take a lot of work for me in the in the off season, you know. So I think that's kind of what I did at Penn State. I used a lot of the off season, you know, to really impact my game. You know, I think that would have been hard to do by playing basketball as well, you know. So I mean, I went there to play football, you know. So I didn't want anything to 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 distract me from that, or or looking back at it, you know. Uh, wishing I had to spend more time on the field. We're talking to Jacksonville wide receiver in the league's 2015 touchdown co-leader, Allen Robinson, on the Talk of Fame Network. And, Allen, let's switch the conversation from basketball to football. Um, there are plenty of good young receivers on the NFL radar. I mean, Odell Beckham Jr. comes to mind, Julio Jones, Des Bryant, guys like that. Question for you. Whom do you consider the best at your position, and where do you fit in? You know, um... I would for sure have to consider myself, you know, um, up there with the best, if not the best, you know. Um, I think I'm still coming along as, as uh, becoming more versatile, you know, not only a downfield threat, you know, but uh, but a rock runner as well, you know. But, I mean, um, at the top of the pack, you know, it's so it's so hard, you know, to to kind of say, you know, who's who's better than who, you know. It just kind of depends on what you're looking for. I mean, I know you have uh, Odell, you know, um, I mean, the crafty guy, you know, um, with a tremendous run after the catchability, you know, but when you look at – Antonio Brown, you know, he possesses the same type of type of run after catch ability, you know, and you look at Julio and AJ, you know, some of the bigger guys and, and and myself, you know, as down as down the field guys, you know. So I kinda just think that it just kind of kind of falls in what you're looking for. Ellen, how how did Bill O'Brien impact your career at Penn State? I mean he was a great impact, you know, on on my career. You know, I think something that I did take away, you know, from playing for him was um I was able to gain so much football knowledge so quickly, you know. Um, I would say that I came into Penn State, you know, with a, with a, uh, I mean, with a pretty good football IQ, you know. But but uh, what Coach O'Brien did was he challenged challenged us at all times, you know, as far as knowing the offense inside out, knowing defenses and things like that, you know. I mean, there's times where, you know, not only myself but other guys at skill positions, you know, when we can look at a call, you know, basically, um, and 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 just give them the whole play, you know, as far as um what we should do with the protection, you know, um different route changes and things like that, you know. So I think that really expedited my my knowledge by having him challenge me so much, you know, whether if it's coverage, whether if it's, you know, just even being in the meetings, you know, um, with him talking protections, you know. It was just a lot of stuff, you know, that that I was able to grasp, you know, quickly. Now your team now has gone wild uh, in spending this offseason in free agency. I wish you were a free agent yourself, but uh, what did that say to you uh, about how they're looking at things and, and how much does – uh, losing as often as, as the Jags have since you arrived, sort of just kind of take it out of you as a player? Um, you know, I, I, I think, you know, as a player, you can't really you can't really look at that too, too much. You know, I mean, um, at the end of the day, no one likes to lose, you know. But, I mean, um, for me, you know, um, I try to just, you know, help my teammates out and and do what I can for my team, you know. So, I mean, um, you know, some things happen. You know, we haven't won as much as we wanted to. You know, but we feel like that's coming along, you know. So, I mean, at, at the end of the day, it, it takes more than one player, you know, to change that, you know. So, for me, I try to just, you know, just just just, just bring my part to the table, you know. And then, I mean, um, 
with the free agency spending, you know, I think it's exciting. You know, I'm just excited, you know, that with the vision that everyone in the building, you know, sees our, uh, sees our team going it. You know, I mean, those are some pieces that they feel like, you know, that we were missing that they brought in, you know, which I think were all, all tremendous pieces to the puzzle, you know. So I'm really excited, you know, to, to get the OTAs and get to work out with these guys, you know, and things like that, you know, because I feel like for our team, you know, we're, we're right there. What if I had your ability, I'd be excited about free agency too, Alan. Um, <laughs> listen, I got, I've got a question for you, and this is a little bit of a loaded question, but I know you're from Detroit, and you talked about losing. You, you can't take it too, too much, but, you know, there's a wide receiver there who kind of got sick of the losing and the injuries, and that's Calvin Johnson. Um, and he said, that's enough. I, I'm, I'm gone. I'm retired. And that's at the age of 30. Double-barreled question for you. Do you think he stays retired, A, and B, would you put Calvin Johnson, if you were on the Hall of Fame board, and the three of us are, five years from now, would you put Calvin Johnson in the Hall of Fame? Um, if he stays retired, I think that's tough to say. You know, um, I think it's a good possibility that he does. You know, um, just because of the simple fact, you know, it's, it's already, you know, um, kind of not annoying. Yeah, I would say annoying as a player, you know, just when you, you know what I'm saying, when, when you're kind of battling some, some nicks and things like that throughout the course of the season, you know, but – if you're ever fight, like you're going into a season and you're not 100%, you know, that's always tough, you know, even even going into a season not not 100%, you know. So, and then um I think I think for sure he's a Hall of Famer, you know. I think um him and a couple other guys, you know, have really helped kind of evolve the receiver position. You know, I mean, when you think of big fast guys, you know, um he's the first person I think of, you know, and then uh, before that, you know, I think of I think of Randy Moss, you know, you really didn't see too many guys, you know, come into the NFL with the size and speed that those guys had, you know. So I think for him, you know, he really changed the game. And I think with with uh, with uh, some of the years that, that he had was just out, outrageous, you know. I mean, um, I believe he was only a few yards shy of 2,000 yards receiving, you know, um, some years back, you know. And, th- and, th- and, you know, that's so hard to do in this league, especially, you know, with him knowing that he's the best receiver on the team. You know, he's going to fit. He's gonna face a double team, you know. So having 1,900-plus yards, you know, I mean, that's, that's – that's really uh, unheard of. Hey, Alan, I'm sorry, but we're out of time, unfortunately. But thanks so much for joining us, and best of luck the coming thanks, season. Thank you. I thanks, Alan. Thanks, Alan. That was Jacksonville wide receiver Alan Robinson, and he's also the NFL scoring leader. Whew, hard to believe in Jacksonville, NFL scoring leader Alan Robinson, but that's who he is, and that's who he was. Up next, we're going to hear from Ron on what, Ron? Are we talking about what stays uh, in Oakland actually may go to Vegas? Exactly. <laughs> Unbelievable. Exactly. This is a talk of Vegas. We can network. only hope. Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. Your computer runs slowly. Just log on to MyCleanPC.com for free diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software that can clean up what may be slowing your computer down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone system with Grasshopper and get a local or toll-free number or just bring your own. See how it works? Just go to Grasshopper.com. When you're running your own business, you're bound to be busy. Too busy. Too busy worrying about your budget. Too busy scheduling appointments. Too busy to build a website for your business. And because you're too busy, it has to be easy. And that's where Wix.com comes in. With Wix.com, it's easy for you to create your stunning website. Go to Wix.com and create your website today. It's easy and free. That's Wix.com. War, poverty, and disaster have left millions of children around the world orphaned, abandoned, alone. When their parents can't be there, SOS Children's Villages is there. 
SOS Children's Villages is the world's largest nonprofit for orphaned and abandoned children. In 134 countries, including the U.S., SOS Children's Villages provides vulnerable children with a loving and stable family, medical care, and an education. To make a difference in the life of a child, go to SOS-USA.org. Hey, you woke up today. Big win. Time for a reward. Right now at Burger King, get two hot and flaky croissant breakfast sandwiches for just $4. That's two croissant for just $4 at Burger King. Pile tie with crispy bacon, fluffy egg, and melted cheese, and they're two for $4. That's a breakfast deal so good, you may just become a morning person. Get the two for $4 croissant deal today, only at Burger King. Limited time only, price and participation vary. I moved to Boston when I was two. There was 14 of us in, in a four-bedroom apartment in the projects in Boston. To be the first, actually, kid to buy a house in my family. I just realized that. I'm the first kid to buy a house. It's a very proud moment. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. Now, back to the Talk of Fame Network with Ron Borges, Rick Goslin, and your Hall of Fame host, Clark Judge. They are who we thought they were. The Talk of Fame Network is brought to you by MyCleanPC. If your computer runs slowly, go to MyCleanPC.com for a free computer diagnosis. And within minutes, you can download software to clean up what may be slowing it down. That's MyCleanPC.com. We're also brought to you by Grasshopper, which is the entrepreneur's phone system. Turn your mobile phone into a business phone with Grasshopper. Get a local toll-free number or just bring your own. See how it works? Go to grasshopper.com. Guys, earlier we referenced Peyton Manning, and, you know, why not? The last few months simply belonged to him. First he went to the Super Bowl, then he retires. But he said something last week in Indianapolis caught my eye, and, and, and that's the, the touchdown record that he and friend of the show, but no friend of T.O., Marvin Harrison have will never be broken. <laughs> now, it's it's not often you hear someone say a record will never be broken unless, of course, it's something like, you know, Cal Ripken's 2,600-some-odd consecutive games played. But I think Manning's really warm here. So, Goose, um, question, where does this record, and I'm talking about the Harrison-Manning record, stand among the all-timers in the NFL? And is there another you can think of that won't be or, or probably won't be eclipsed? Well, I thought that the United's consecutive touchdown games record would be would never be yeah. broken. But then I realized that uh, we've now become a league of one yard passes. So right. yeah, no, 114. That that's a bunch of touchdowns. You'd have to have an elite quarterback and an elite receiver come along at the same time and then spend 12 to 14 years together. In, in an era of free agency, that's not going to happen. You know, yeah, that's if, right. If with no cap and no free agency. Manning and Harrison might have played two or three more years together and, and pushed that record into the 130s. But in today's NFL, the older players get shoved out the door, as Manning discovered. Well, I, I agree with you, Goose. And, and you know what? There's another record we forgot, I am forgot here, that's never going to be broken. And, and that's the number of times Ron mentions the Raiders in one <laughs> year. So I'm not sure where we are now. So I'm going to ask Derek, our producer. Hey, Derek, you have any ideas where we are with Ron here? I think it's about nine times this show so far. <laughs> nine times this show. How about this year? <laughs> Wait your minute. Yeah, like 4,323. Anyway, Ron's here with another Borges or Bogus segment. And, Ronnie, my source at the owners' meetings tell me you're back on the Raiders' bandwagon. Shocking. Um, Never but left. But you put your head into where? To Las Vegas? We can only hope. Look, <laughs> the most important thing an NFL franchise needs to win consistently is not a franchise quarterback or even a genius coach. It's club seats. 
and the Raiders are threatening to move to Vegas to find him. Now, that's not a bogus threat. It's stark reality for the, for the club seat-starved Raiders. And if owner Mark Davis decides to make that move, the NFL may find there's nothing they can do to prevent it, whether he has 24 votes or not. Davis's father went down this road 25 years ago when he moved the Raiders to Los Angeles despite the league's disapproval. He took them to court, and he won. If his son follows that route to Vegas, what his fellow owners think about it isn't likely to matter, despite giant owner John Mara saying this week at the annual owners' meetings that a move to Las Vegas would be seen as a non-starter for most owners. Now, Maris cited the presence of casinos as a large part of their objection. Good luck making that argument in a court. Bogus. These are the same owners who couldn't get into bed fast enough with fantasy football gambling sites DraftKings and FanDuel, and not merely by accepting their ad money. Bob Graff and Jerry Jones became investors in those sites, which are now being pilloried by state legislatures from coast to coast for running illegal gambling operations. So NFL owners can accept gambling money from companies violating gambling laws, but the nearly homeless Raiders can't accept club seats from a city whose only industry is legal gambling? That isn't just bogus. It's utterly bogus. Good luck trying to stop the Raiders if they choose to go. Frankly, could there be a more fitting match of town and team? That's especially true if you think of their other alternatives, guys, like the St. Louis Raiders? Not. The San Antonio Raiders? Not. Or how about this one? The Berlin Raiders. Well, they tried that <laughs> once before. Doubly not. Double knots are also what Davis may tie his fellow owners up into if he opts for Vegas. They've already prevented him from moving to L.A. They've given him scant help solving his unsolvable stadium problem in Oakland. And now they want to block a Vegas move because gambling is legal there? Bogus. The NFL already conceded there's no prohibition under league rules against a team moving to, as they put it, any particular city. They also reminded owners there was no need for comment, to comment further. John Mara did. Mark Davis's comment was to meet with Nevada Governor Brian Sandoval. So what do you think they talked about? The buffet at Caesars Palace or club seats filled for the Raiders? Ron? the sheriff. <laughs> How about the Beijing Raiders? You didn't mention them. Moved there in 2018. <laughs> Listen, there we go should, again. We cut off. play goes. a little Bob Marley right there. I shot the sheriff. <laughs> <laughs> it's the two-minute drill, guys. Rick, you're making the calls. You couldn't be making that call with Ron. Ron, you and I are going to move the chain, so let's get to it, Goose. The Steelers seem willing to give suspended wide receiver Martavius Bryant another chance. Does he deserve one? Yeah, sure. As a registered guest at the local AA. <laughs> he doesn't, but his 17.3 yards per catch do. Redskins GM Scott McClellan says he wants to collect 12 picks for the 2016 draft. What's more valuable, Washington draft picks or bottle caps? Uh, Hulk Hogan's video. It's worth $100 million. Somebody needs to tell Scott that collecting picks is the easy part. It's knowing what to do them is the hard part. DeMarco Murray will be the best running back at Tennessee since... Bishop Sankey. That's easy, Goose. Hoyle Granger. That's just because I love to say Hoyle Granger. <laughs> Who stands a better chance of returning to an NFL sideline, Tom Coughlin or Tony Siragusa? That's easy. Tony Siragusa. He's the only guy the Giants haven't signed to their defense. It's definitely Siragusa, as long as he's carrying a microphone. And don't peek over my shoulder. <laughs> We'd like to move it over here, which I can't see that answer. Ray Charles, Jamal Charles, or Charles Barkley? I'll take Charles Grodin in the Heartbreak Kid. What? Say what? Ray, Ray Charles! What? <laughs> What's my name? What? 
<laughs> what I say? What Who do you like you this say? season in Dancing with the Stars? Antonio Brown or Von Miller? Von Miller. He's got a great first step. Antonio Brown, he's got all the moves. And he's no friend of the show. Peyton Manning <laughs> spurned the Colts' offer for a one-day contract. Will the Talk of Fame network offer you a one-day contract? Would hey, you Goose. accept it? Goose, in case you didn't notice, every week's a one-day contract around here. <laughs> Put it this way, Goose. It's better than the no-day contract I presently have. Speaking of Manning, does he return to the NFL as a coach, commentator, or owner? None of the above. Butcher. Cut that meat! <laughs> Commentator. Less work, less of an investment. The Sporting News named Carolina GM Dave Gettleman NFL Executive of the Year. What percent of that award belongs to Gettleman, and what percent belongs to Marty Herney? I think you could tell me, Goose. I mean, Herney drafted Cam, Keekley, and Norman, Anyhard, Ron Rivera. 80-20, friend of the show, Marty. Is Richard Sherman a better talker or player? Player. Sherman should leave the talking to Mr. Peabody. <laughs> talker. He just called the commissioner a suit. I'd say he's a talker. <laughs> well, we'd like to thank talkers Lee Steinberg, Alan Robinson, Sam Cavardis, and John Turney for joining us, Derek Burns, for putting up with us, and you for listening to us. If you'd like to hear this or any podcast, just go to our website, talkoffamenetwork.com, or beam us up on iTunes or your podcast app where you can type in Talk of Fame Network. Otherwise, catch us at this time and on this station next week. We'll look right then. I've always had the dream my whole life. I wanted to live on waterfront property. My favorite thing is just that little sound of that motor going by in the distance. And then about a minute later, the waves come out and make the, the old rickety deck squeak a little bit. It's where I want to be. Home means something different to everyone. With millions of homes for sale or rent on Zillow, whatever home means to you, Zillow can help you find it. Control, do you like mortgages? Negative, over. Do you like rockets? Affirmative, over. Do you like rocket mortgages? I'm listening, over. Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans is the first on-demand mortgage machine that turns the entire mortgage process into a fast, powerful, completely online experience. Copy that, QL1. I'm going to go ahead and push this button in. Three, two, one. Rocket Mortgage at QuickenLoans.com. Push button, get mortgage. Rocket. Equal housing lender license in all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 33. There's a reason why so many celebrities use Proactive. Their faces are their money. And it's time for you to get it because Proactive has set up a special 800 number for just $19.95, you'll get Proactive and a rotating deep cleansing brush. A $45 value, yours free. For only $19.95, you're guaranteed to get clear and stay clear or your money back. Here's the number, 1-800-644-5944. Call now for a lifetime of beautiful skin. 1-800-644-5944. Hi, Tom Bodette, somewhat in knots over this trendy new hairstyle called a man bun. I mean, what's next, the he-hive? Well, Motel 6 recently got a new updo of sorts, too, with renovations nationwide. And even with our fresh, modern look, you'll still find rooms at the lowest price of any national chain. So you can save up enough money to get yourself a haircut or maybe a hat. I'm Tom Bodette, and we'll leave the light on for you. Book direct at motel6.com.